Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you just missed it, breaking news, Pooh Bear! LSU comes in at number five in the college football playoff poll. Hold that tiger! <laughs> Look at Brian Kelly's face. <laughs> I got to admit, I had the best team in the world. The best team in the world. Look at that face. Look at this edit. Hold it, Tiger. Oh, that's the last guy. Graduate champions, damn it. That's what I'm talking about. Pooh Bear, let's keep that one on lock. Every time Daddy says, yes, I'm talking about myself in the third person, calling myself Daddy, every time we say number five, put that thing up there. Let's go. Ah-ha-ha. We are live. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Look, now listen, it's a short week this week, so we got a massive show. Keys to Victory Part 1. We will be back on Friday midday. We'll be back on Friday. But we'll give you Keys to Victory Part 1. Let's do this thing. College football rankings came out. LSU comes in at number five. We will tell you. We'll walk through this process. Guys, I I, I don't know. Look, I I feel as if that I have a pretty good pulse on the fan base. 
and I, maybe even some one of the media to an extent. Well, definitely the media because they're all Rudy Poos. But regardless, guys, I, it's getting real now, right? It's real now. So LSU is two wins away from going to the college football playoff. You are two wins away from going to the college football playoff. We'll break all that down. Matt Trent uh, from WBRZ joins us at 7.30. He used to cover the Aggies. I don't think that there's a lot of love lost there with Matthew Trent uh, and the Aggies, so we'll talk at him at 7.30. Something interesting, too. Odell Beckham's in the news. A Notre Dame alum. And a guy that covers the New York football giants, Pat Leonard, joins us at 7.50. Give us some perspective on Brian Kelly. Give us some perspective on what's going on with Odell and those New York football giants. We'll have him at 7.50. We'll get into some SEC uh, predictions as well if we have time. And as we do every Tuesdays and Thursdays, hashtag Ask Blake. So questions, thoughts, concerns, fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat. And we will get them, we'll try to get to as many of them as we can. Before we get rolling, though, in these comments, want to give a special shout out to our good friends over at XM Radio, Sirius XM, and our good friends over at the TuneIn app. Guys, we're making we're making strides, making waves. So anywhere you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to the live show, go listen it, listen to it there. Okay. Uh, let's start off with these comments. Blake Doucette says, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started started from the bottom. Now we here at number five. Let's it freaking go. I I I'm, I dig it. I dig it. Kristen Connor says top five in year one under Brian Kelly. Let's go. You know, Pooh Bear, we probably should have came out with that instrumental from Drake. Started from the bottom. Now we here. I mean, because really, he's not lying. He's not lying. Uh, Shannon Williams says, let's go number five, baby. Absolutely. The chat is rumbling like right now. The chat is rumbling. Corey Johnson on YouTube says, big game boomer can't keep his mouth shut yet again. Yeah, who cares? I mean, he, you know, who cares? Uh, Marcus Como sends us a $4.99 super chat. He says, let the band play next Saturday in College Station. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Pooh Bear, don't do it. I don't want that copyright. <laughs> no, 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 no copyrights here. Anything Drake gets flagged instantly. No, 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 no. Uh, Ryan Williams, our good friend over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, says the Tigers are fire. What a ride this has been to the top five, baby. It has been. It has been. And look, and listen. Um, <laughs> you're the only two lost national champion in the modern BCS era, college football era. Um, it's happening. It's happening. I don't know what this is, but I think it's a troll. Powder Puffino says LSU number five. It's happening. <laughs> Powder Puffino. I don't know what that means, but I love it. I don't know what it means. Renard Williams says, what's up, Blake? What's up, Renard? Uh, Renard, uh, put your show in the comments as well. I went on with them guys a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was really fun. 
was really fun. Uh, Jared Guillory says, small game boomer, can you believe, was the first LSU naysayer after the rankings came out? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It's okay. Powder Pafino says, if LSU beats four and eight, they won't be four and eight. Oh, they will be four and eight um, because they're four and seven now. Kelly is the coach of the year. Well, <sighs> he needs to beat Georgia too because those rankings are going to come out after the championship games. He needs to he needs to beat uh, Georgia. If he beats Georgia and they go to the playoff, he's going to be the the national coach of the year. It's not because really you're not going to give it to Heupel because he's not going to be the SEC champ. He's not going to the playoff. I mean, maybe Sonny Dykes will get it at a TCU. Maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, Blaze LeBlanc says no show tomorrow. No, we have the Rafino family coming over uh, here tomorrow night. Shout out to our good friends over at Mike's Catfish Inn in Ameet, Louisiana, catering that whole puppy. So we start our look, Italian families, brother. Italian and German families. Massive as a son bitch. My I mean, my my I mean, listen, I thought my family was big. She them Germans, you know, they drink Guinness or something and you know, hump like rabbits too. So I mean, look. We got we got Italians, we got German, we got all of them. So it's uh, you know we start our um, we start our Thanksgiving tomorrow live from the Rafino household. Uh, a couple more, then we'll get rolling. Dylan Allen says, "Can't wait to see what Big Game Boomer says." Yeah, you know, come on. Uh, Lamar says, "Regardless of the Georgia win, BK's the coach of the year across all boards. No pressure." I, look, I'll give you the ten and two. They're not going to give it. They're not going to give it to him. They'll give it to Sonny Dykes. I'm telling you, because because here's the thing, pressure. They, there's a lot of people that vote on that sucker who's not going to give it to BK. Where you're right on the wins and losses because you can see it on the field. The media won't give it to him. The media won't give it to him if he loses because they they'll love to give it to a dude in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I'm telling you, I pressure. Let me let me let me just say this. I know two people who vote on coach of the or, or or have a big influence. Let me say that, not vote, but have a big influence on it. And let me tell you this: they told me no matter what Brian Kelly does, they're not voting for him. And that's how a lot of people feel. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Andrew Martin, Paul's Hub says Germans and Italians in one place sounds like the Rafinos are getting the access the access powers back together. <laughs> <laughs> That's so messed up. That's so messed up. That's so messed up, bro. Hey, as, as long as you're calling my wife Hitler, you know, I'm just going to tell you, that's your death. That's your death. I'm not going to lie. I thought Powder Profino was going to be Ryan, but here he is. He says, TCU gets beat by Kansas State. I can see that. I can see that. Now, if he loses... Now, if he loses pressure, she, she, everybody loves Paul's Hub. Man, Paul's Hub comes up with the most creative. Andrew Martin comes up with the most creative things of all time. It's not even close. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. Guys, so many of you live right now. 
right here on Facebook. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to your own social media pages. Share to those groups, especially those LSU groups. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Also, if you are listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. We greatly appreciate all of you doing that. And once again, if you're listening to us on SiriusXM, the TuneIn app, or you're listening to anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, Pooh, let's get to our first break. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. Guys, you're two wins away. You're going to the playoff. Let's talk about that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. All right, let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. So here's what the funniest thing to me is. I, I, look, during the break, I, I regroup, get the notes ready and stuff like that. Browse Twitter, make sure nothing breaking, you know, nothing breaking happens. Stuff like that. It's amazing to me how the media just can't get LSU's name out of their mouth. You can't stop them from winning the SEC. I told you this when the first rankings came out and I had LSU at number 10. I will tell you this now. Got ripped alive the Sunday I put LSU at number 10. Ripped alive. DMs, emails, text messages galore. Come, Blake, you're an idiot. Ain't no way the LSU's going to be number 10. There's no way they're going to be number 10. Then the entire week leading up to Alabama, all I heard from people in this local media and people in the national media, even though it wasn't true, saying the only reason LSU is at number 10 is because to boost TV ratings. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. The only thing I told you was, no, that's not true. Now you go out there and you beat Ole Miss. You beat a ranked Mississippi State at the time. You beat the number seven team right now in the University of Alabama. Now you have a chance in the next two games to go up against Texas 4-8 and eight 
and the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Guys, you can win it. Now, Pooh, if we can pull this up, the playoff, just, just in case you didn't see it. Oh, my bad. This is the top 25 rankings as of tonight. I'm not going through all 25, but I'll give you the top 10. Believe it or not, Pooh Bear, I lied. I'm a bad human being. Can you find Big Daddy's top 10 rankings after this? If you can find Big Daddy's top 10 rankings after this, I'd appreciate it. Because it's funny, Pooh Bear. I think we had the same exact top 10. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Number five, LSU. Number five, LSU. Number six, USC. Number seven, Alabama. Number eight, Clemson. Number nine, Oregon. And number 10, Tennessee. I think I didn't. I think I maybe uh, had Tennessee flipped. Regardless, um, Regardless, I think it was our top 10. Pooh Bear told us just now, I'm not referring to you as Big Daddy. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, I'm not ever saying that again. But regardless, I think that that was our top 10. I, I don't remember, but I think it's pretty damn near close. Listen, you're, when I just mentioned you're two, you're two wins away, guys, is it getting through to you? You're getting through to you. You got to – this game – means everything. So you're asking if LSU's looking forward to Georgia. They don't have the luxury of doing that. LSU's got to go on the road to probably what will be somewhat of a hostile uh, environment. Kyle Field, I know what they did last week against UMass. It's not going to happen again. I really do think that their fans are going to show up a little bit to finish the season, to watch and see if Texas a can knock off a number five team. It would solidify their season of what Jimbo's building if they can take down number five LSU. You cannot. So keys to victory and getting into this rankings and what LSU's got to do and why they're more than likely, what in my opinion, how they can get to the playoff and why I think there's still a really good matchup against Georgia. You got to go out there and take care of business. It's number one. So if there's three keys to victory for me, I get it. I get it's Thanksgiving. I get you got a lot of things going on. There is nothing bigger in human his, or in your life right now, regardless of family. There's nothing bigger in your life right now that is more important than taking care of business and going to Kyle Field and clapping Aggie cheeks. Nothing. Not that ain't no, you know, Thanksgiving turkey, ain't no casseroles, ain't no dressings. There, nothing is more important than going over to Texas and clapping cheeks. Because, guys, the truth is, you're more than likely going to get to the playoff. All right, I had Tennessee and Oregon flipped. Pooh Bear brought it up. We had Georgia, Michigan. Okay, so we had those two flipped, and we had Tennessee and Oregon flipped. All right, so we were a little off. We were a little off. Okay. Well, close, but no cigar. You, that is just the number one thing. Go out there and handle your business. Texas A&M does not have more talent than you. They do not have a better coaching staff than you. They did not probably and more than likely implement the off-season weightlifting and conditioning program like you did. 
They should not have the buy-in that you do. Nevertheless, they're out here talking trash. Go there and take care of business. I'm going to be a little honest. I know that you're at number five. Run that bitch up. Start the hashtag right now. Go to Twitter and start the hashtag right now. Of all of everybody watching on Facebook, YouTube, Sirius, and tune in. There's over 700 of you right now. Go to Twitter, tag us in it, start the hashtag, hashtag run it up. Go get you some style points, baby. Leave no doubt. Leave no doubt. They call this rivalry week, right? They want to pin you up against Texas 8-4 and four or 4-8. and eight. Go take it to their ass. Jane Daniels continue to be special like you have been all season. Blake, what about Auburn? What about Arkansas? Holistically, the re- one of, if there's one reason, or I'm not say the top reason, but reason number two that you're sitting in this situation is because of Jane Daniels. He has been the catalyst of your team. Harold Perkins deserves to be up there just as much. But in the first five to six games, Harold Perkins was not as key as Jane Daniels was. Not in that Mississippi State game. Not against Florida early. There's Dane Bergeron with the $5 Super Chat. Let's go. Run it up. Thank you, Dane, for the, thank you for the Super Chat. But run it up. But the main thing in all of this, and point number two, let Brian Kelly continue to be Brian Kelly. You want to get schematics about it? Guys, there's nothing. I could sit here and break it down all the live long day of schematics and what LSU needs to do very quickly. Do what you did last week. Do what you did against Alabama. Do what you did against Florida. Do what you did against Auburn instead of don't drop those passes. Continue to run the football at a high clip. Get Josh Williams involved. Noah Kane wants to run like his, his, you know, his hair's on fire. Keep letting him tote the rock. Defensively, don't change a damn thing. They can't beat you. I mean, relatively they can, but that offense and that team cannot beat you from what we've seen them do this year. Run it up. Go out there with the fucking attitude that you want to put their dicks in the dirt. Pause. But you got to have the attitude that we're not leaving here without bloodshed. And you might say, why is Blake acting like this? Because, guys, you're here now. If you get us, if you get into a situation where you got a, a one-loss USC team who runs the table and wins the pack, and you have a two-loss SEC LSU champion, you're going to have to... Remember, you know, it's the funniest thing because a lot of times people won't look at the entire season. They will look at what you did the last couple of weeks. Remember LSU in 2019 when everybody's like, oh, the defense sucks. But all of a sudden, when LSU's defense started turning around and you beat you beat uh, uh, Texas A&M 50-7, oh, well, the defense is pretty freaking good. Yeah, they did start coming around. Recency bias is a thing. Run it up. Run it up. Let's get here. Let's transition and get here. Guys, the most impressed. So outside of 2019, let's exclude that. 
since 2017, since I've been covering this team, this by far is the most impressive coaching job I've ever seen from an LSU head coach. It's not close. It's not close. And to be a little honest, there are some coaching positions that I would take guys on this staff. I would still take Brian Kelly over Orgeron. Needless to say, I think that you guys, I think you you need to start realistically wrapping your mind around we're two wins away. Now, all week, this is what you're going to hear. If you take care of business this week, and a lot of the media, LSU media, well, you got to take care of UAB and A&M. Shut up. We're here now. We're here now. Shut the hell up. I keep hearing everybody in the media saying El- Georgia can't be beat. You told me the same thing against uh, uh, about Bama. Georgia's a better team than Alabama. I'm with you. Georgia has a problem with covering guys that can run and get on the edge. You kind of have a guy that can do that. Go watch Missouri. Go watch Kentucky this past weekend. Go watch other games that, Tex- uh, that, uh, that Georgia has played and they have problems with stopping guys and stopping dudes that have speed that can get the edge. Does that sound familiar to anybody that's an LSU fan? The film, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Well, Blake, they're really good up front defensively. Yeah, because teams try to run it right at them, which is the stupidest shit of all time. Tennessee legitimately, Tennessee legitimately lined up and tried to run it right at Georgia. If I forget the I forget the stat. Let's just say for hypothetical stake, they had 100 rushing yards. 80 of those rushing yards came from the outside. Outside zones, Hendon Hooker, broken down plays, getting out into space. I will pro- I will tell you this. As of even right now, even right now, LSU and the way that LSU is playing right now is the best team that Georgia's faced all season. It's the best team that they faced all season. Go act like it. Prepare like it. Be like it. Because, guys, I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm saying this. There's a really good chance you can make the playoff. Now, we've come a long way from Florida State until now. Now it's be, Now it's serious. And everybody will say, well, guys, just relax, just relax, just relax. Bullshit on that relaxing. Bullshit on it because you're here now. There is no tomorrow. You have to act like there is no tomorrow for you. All right. Pooh, let's get to a couple of these comments. Um, I do want to get to this one. Um... I think what C. King is trying to say here is Georgia QB plays into our hands. I don't disagree with him. You got to let, you have to let, um, I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you do kind of got to let Stetson or Stequavius Bennett. Actually, Pooh Bear, we're changing his name. He's no longer Stequavius Bennett on this show. He's Stetson Bennett again. Let him beat you through the air. Let him beat you through the air. Look who it is. Look who returned. Lars Carville. <laughs> Lars, we I unblocked you today. I unblocked you, so be cool. 
He says, does Brian Kelly run it up, though? You're shit right he does. You're shit right he does. Now, he, I'm sure he will do things to make sure to make sure that his guys don't get hurt. You got to get style points, too. Ed Reader sends $20 via Super Chat. He says, hashtag run it up, hashtag Texas 8 and 4. I love it. I love it. I love it. Andre 3000, the real Andre 3000. Roses really smell like boo boo boo. <laughs> I know you want to thank this shit. Don't stank. <laughs> All right, he says this guy's good. Thank you. Y'all know that song. Roses really smell like boo boo boo. Gerard says, what if Auburn hires Ed? Oh, God, we're not going there tonight. And Marshall, good question here. It says, who do you put on Brock Bowers? <sighs> Man, that's a that's a really good question. <laughs> Country Granger says a sniper. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know what's interesting about that, though, Ant? I, I do feel good that Matt House will have a, um, a plan of attack there. I don't think you put Baskerville on him. The interesting question was, is I wonder, I, I want to go back and watch Alabama, the Alabama game and see how LSU attacked Latu. Now, Brock Bowers is obviously better than Latu, but I do wonder, I, I don't re, like, don't vividly remember how they guarded him specifically, but if I do remember they did have a lot of Sage Ryan on Latu. I do wonder, because look, Sage is a really physical dude. Sage is actually a really good tackler in the open field. So I, I wonder there, you got to mix it up. I also wonder if there are specific, like do you, how do you change coverages? I don't think Georgia's got the weapons and the dudes on the outside that can beat you, right? Like they just don't. So you got to be able to stop their run. Play action game. I don't know if you don't put eight, seven, eight guys in the box and say, hey, Stetson, beat me with a man going one-on-one. -on -one. I, I, I don't know that. Okay. A couple more. And this guy who's coming up here in one minute, uh, Matthew Trent from WBRZ, hates Texas A&M more than any human being alive. Like, literally, there's no human being on the face of the planet that had, hates Texas A&M more than he does. We get to him in just a second. Uh, Penn Jones says 999 via Super Chat says, hashtag run it up. Absolutely. Burn, guys, you got to burn your ships at this point. You got, I, I said this the whole Bama week. That was the theme of the week. Burn your ships. You got to burn them some bitches now. Right? Like, now burn them. They're like, burn the ships. All right. I lied. One more. Um, crying belly says Perkins. That's so simple. Crying. When have you ever seen Harold Perkins running in coverage with a dude? At like literally ever. They're not gonna. They're not going to take Harold Perkins from rushing the passer and playing inside the box to cover Brock Bowers. They're not gonna do it. Next question. All right. Yeah, Major Burns could do it. Major Burns could do it. All right. Let's get to. Oh, we do have a super chat. Okay. Black Goatee sends $5 via super chat. Says, honestly, the two people who have to cover Bowers is. Oh, my Jones. 
I don't think it's going to be Mike Jones, and he says Orhel Perkins. Sage is too short. <sighs> Perk's not covering him, guys, and I don't know if they're going to put Mike Jones back in coverage, just being honest. All right, let's get to Matt Trent. I hope he brings the heat. I hope he talks mad shit about Texas 4-8. and eight. I hope he comes for Jimbo's jugular. I think he is. Let's talk about it next. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. 45 seconds. We return. Matt Trent, WBRZ, next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. Matthew Trent, WBRC Sports. Hashtag feed free Matt Trent. What's up, buddy? Your photo's a little grainy. I hope this works. I hope this works. We can't really see you or hear you. How you doing? Can you hear me now? We can hear you, but it's like frozen. It's frozen on you smiling. You're like that. Okay. How about now? Uh, the crazy thing is, is I'm in a news station, so I should have like the best signal ever. Yeah, I don't know. No? It's not okay. Okay, you got it. You got it. All right, maybe we'll just have to work with the camera, and then we'll we'll hear you, Matthew W. Trent. Uh, you used to cover the Aggies. I'm gonna kind of give you the floor. Is it a cult over there or what? Like, how big of a cult is Texas A&M? No, no, it's not. It, it's actually not a cult, and this is what I tell everybody: because cults have scope and a vision, A&M doesn't. They have they have a certain thing that they <laughs> they do. You know, you look at every cult oh in the history God. of. <laughs> they they you look at every cult in the history of mankind no matter what it is from charles manson to the waco convent to like whatever they had a common goal and they had scope and they had a purpose and for all intents and purposes they achieved it AM, not a cult not a cult sorry not uh, a lot of scope delusion is the gdp of college station it is the biggest export that comes out of college station is delusion well, I got look. I, you, this is the best week if you want a ratings boost. Talking about A and M because I got them for days. I go, go, Chamber go! Release, release the Kraken. Like no one understands that the last time A and M won a national championship, Hitler was invading Poland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 1939. 1939 was the last time AM won a national championship. Okay? Okay. Just saying. Okay? Just saying. And how many times 
has good rock. The good <laughs> ag. Oh How many times have they been in the SEC championship? Because they haven't won one. How many times have they been? They've never been. Also zero. Also zero. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I think everything that's and this is this is why I like. All right, stay still, stay still, stay still. There you go. There's I, the camera. I think this is why this year has been so enjoyable for everyone. Like not LSU fans, but just like SEC football fans, is because we've been waiting for this so long because AM fans do not understand that they are the butt of every single They don't get it. They, they don't do get, not it. get it. They don't get it. I love that, like, what I always used to love when they would, when I was in College Station and they would play Texas and something because they're huge rivals. Okay. They don't play each other anymore in football, but they love to talk about each other's. And, like, Texas is not free from, you know, Texas isn't innocent in this either. But they love to, like, talk shit about Texas and, like, whatever. And when they would play them in, like, baseball or, like, win, like volleyball or something, and AM would win, they would chant SEC, SEC. And I would be like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, like, the kid that gets bullied in high school and the bully's beating up on somebody else. And then that kid shows up to the fight being like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how we do it. It's like it doesn't it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Do you think Matt realistically are they delusional enough that if they even lose to LSU that they think that Jimbo can ride this ship are they that delusional? 100%. 100%. And and they're and they're sitting there like now being like, "Oh, you know, we need Jimbo needs to get out of here." Like all that stuff. Dude, they still in their mind think he is the savior. They think I don't want to. I don't want to pull up Kevin Sumlin's numbers. Don't want to pull up Kevin Sumlin's numbers compared to Jimbo Fisher's numbers. Hey now, hey now. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Did Kevin Sumlin have a ranch? I'm gonna tell you, Kevin Sumlin didn't care about ball like these kids care about ball. Love, ball. <laughs> Love. Love it. All we all we do is you, you just gotta execute love ball, love it. I was I was telling somebody the other day like, drink every time Jimbo Fisher says love ball, gotta love ball. Oh, love dude, ball. I listened to his press conference this week, man. I I literally looked at Megan and said the same thing. I was like, Megan, if he said these kids love football, I said I'm going to like literally punch myself in the face. Let let me just throw this out here because this is the fifth text message I've got in this show within the last five minutes. If you've been on there. Uh, Charles wants to know what in the Rudy Poo is Matt wearing on his head? Is he trying to troll with the TCU hat? I got to represent the only football team in Texas worth a damn. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I look. Oh, God. I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell you. That's all I so got. So hold, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I choke myself to death on this goddamn cord, let me ask you this. Hold on, hold on. Did you go out today before work and go find 
a t- TCU hat just for that one line? Like, have you been preparing for this all no, day? No, I've had I've had this hat for like three years. I bought it when I was in College Station because what I love to do is if like I love I just Aggie fans are so easy to irritate. Like you can't spell agitated without an ag. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like you can't do it. And this is the best like, damn. This is the best damn week ever. Oh god. <laughs> like I would. I would love to do. Like I would show up to like stuff with like you know Baylor polos and like te- I had a. I bought a Texas keychain at Buck. <laughs> like, and and I would just like wear it just so I'd be at events and just. It was a bottle opener. It's like a state of Texas with a Longhorn on it, and I would just, you know, be out at a college station bar, just opening up beers, and they'd be like, "What is that?" I'd just be like, "Hook 'em, baby." You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, were you born? Were you just born this active as a troll? I mean, like, did you just like wait, or did it? Blake, you wake up one day and it just happened. Blake, I it just I I grew up in a family where if you're not getting picked on, then there's something wrong. And that's uh, just mean, like right. how I, you know, like there are certain people that are like that. Like if, if I like you, I'm going to pick on you, but I just, trust me. Just I my, know it's just, it is, it's just my nature, but with A&M, Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. Like the yell leaders and stuff like they don't get it. Okay. They so don't. tell, tell me about that. Let's get it. So the, 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 the midnight cheer, whatever the shit this is, can you explain it a little bit to me? Cause I, I really don't get it. Like, the midnight yell, like, can you explain it to myself and the listeners? Because I have no idea what they're trying to accomplish. So midnight yell is basically just a glorified pep rally. Like it really is. So what they do is every, I think it's every Friday night before the game. Um, it, it, it's, I, I, if I remember correctly, like it's open to the public. Like you can just roll in Friday night at midnight yell and it's at Kyle Field and the fans and, and the students and, you know, whomever show up. And the yell leaders just do those cheers. Our our chief meteorologist, Josh Each, has put it perfectly. He was like, if you really listen to the jokes, they would have been absolute bangers back in the 60s. <laughs> 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 like, they're, <laughs> they're just like, which is funny because... Uh, they're getting like, roasted by a weatherman. They're getting openly roasted by a weatherman. <laughs> Josh Eaches goes hard. Don't y'all sleep on Josh Eaches. But it's like, it's just that, and that's the thing. is like, they're sitting there and they're just like, <laughs> that's like hilarious. And then everybody's just kind of like, dude, no, it's not funny. Like, you're weird. Like, you're dressed like a painter. Like, it's strange. You know? They're dressed like does- Mario and Luigi. They do. They dress like painters. They do. And they roll. But you know what the crazy thing is? And people really oh, don't. God. They're actually like popular kids. Like they're voted on. You're 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 voted on by the student body to be a Yale leader. No, no way, no promise way. You. Promise you, promise you, promise you. So, if my memory serves me correctly, I know at least like it's either it's either all of them or like to be the main one. I think you are voted on by the student body. I, I don't mean this in a wrong way. But I'm pretty sure I'm cool enough to know that I'm not going to campaign to yell. No, but dude, I'm telling you, like that's weird. They are they are held in very high regard at A and M. Like they're the cool kids at A and M, which tells you everything you need to know. God, this makes so much sense now. The simple yeah. fact that you said you had to represent the best team in Texas, which the truth is, is that you're not really lying. 
as they come in at number four tonight, which is just so comical because they were the last team in, in Texas. I thought they would be number four this far. But right now, in terms of Texas teams that are worth a damn, it would be TCU. And then second would be A&M Commerce, a Division two school whose first year in D1 was this year, played in the Southland, did pretty well, and, you know, won some games. But, come, I mean, after that, it's just like Texas, Baylor's iffy, you know. Te- hell, Texas State might be in the top five of Texas teams that are worth a damn. Mm, true. True. Do, but you, I'm, like, do you think this it, game's going to get really ugly? You think LSU's going to put it on them? I really – the only thing, though, that scares me, and Brian Kelly kind of alluded to this. They got talent. This, the scariest team is the team that has nothing to lose. You're right. You're right. Like, they have – like, what do they – They the only thing they gain from this is to ruin LSU's postseason hopes because LSU's, like, already in the SEC championship. So, really – Oh, no, not again. Not again. Sorry. I, it's funny because I had an Aggie buddy of mine call me right then. <laughs> <laughs> He's pissed. He's pissed. I swear, I, I swear, he's yeah. Um, so like, that's the only that's that's the only thing they're trying to do is play spoiler, right? Yeah. Like to me, again, I can't say this enough. It really does feel like last year's A and M LSU game. Not, I'm not saying that like A and M's going to win. Well, yeah, and look, LSU played spoiler, but I mean that I do feel like that's different in the sense of these the stakes of LSU this year are obviously much higher because Matt, the truth is. If LSU wins the next two games, they're going to the playoff. You're, yeah. you're not – because the, the committee would have had an excuse this week, this week, to put USC above LSU. Okay? So – and I don't think they get out of Notre Dame. So, I mean, the stakes are really high on this one. I just think that, like, for me is – I think we have to stop saying that, like, LSU controls our own destiny because they re- they do, but they don't. Like, if you take care of business this weekend and the SEC championship, yeah, you make your case a lot better. But really, like, the hands – like, the hands of the committee hold LSU's fate firmly in them. And they could go either which way, even if they win out the next two games. Because if Georgia wins out – and the loser, you know, of, of Michigan, Ohio State, who knows how far. Well, if Georgia wins out, then LSU's not in. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, they're not it, in. It's like, you know, the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, how far do you drop either one of them back? You know, if it's Michigan, do you drop them out of the top four? If it's Ohio State, what do you do? And then then it becomes like a little – like it's there's just so much stuff going on that LSU has no control over. I, I, I will I will push back and disagree with this. If they if if LSU wins out, I get it. There's no way they can keep them out. There's just no way because man, at that point, at that point, they will be the only team in the country that at the time of playing has beaten five top twenty five teams at the time that they played them. Right? Not yeah. o- not only would it be the fifth, but their own the next team would be Georgia at three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, again, and USC's scared. Matt, let me ask you this. If I just came to you with a blind resume and said, hey, this team's got one loss, but their opponent's uh, uh, record and their strength of schedule is 64th, but this team is in the best conference, has a number three strength of schedule and lost two games. I mean, because, I mean, you just get to a situation where 
how much does this resume hold up for LSU? All right, Matt Trent joining us. Is there anything else weird about A&M? Like you say you have stories for days. How much time you got? Uh, I got three minutes. Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of like other weird stuff. Oh, like don't let anyone tell you that College Station is a good time because it's not. It's not. I have been to funerals that are livelier than an A&M. <laughs> that is that is the God's honest truth. Oh, my God. That is the God's honest truth. It's All right, when I told you to bring the heat, I did not expect this to, you know, to happen tonight. But, God, this is so great. It's terrible. College Station is awful. It's terrible. There's a there there's a there's a great picture that I saved in my uh, camera roll. It's got a it's got a picture of like a cow field. And there's like cows in it, and it's got a woman like flashing the cows. And the picture is taken from the back, and it says Mardi Gras at A and M. It's Matt, so good. Matt, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. I just got a text from our people over at TuneIn and XM, and it had three little crying face emojis on it. So <laughs> they're listening. Y'all don't under, like. I, oh, I, I encourage everyone to, if you have the time, just spend a week in College Station. Just spend a week. Just spend a week. And Matt, could I survive in College Station? What, or would I, like, want to pull my... Here's the funniest, like, the, the biggest hilarity of the entire a and program. Okay, the 12th man. Okay? Okay, here we go. Man, you know, they, they talk about the field and the, and, the, and the fans and all that stuff. So the story of the 12th man, E. King Gill, it was back in, like, God, like the first early days of the program, okay? a and playing football. And due to injuries and all sorts of stuff, they don't have enough players. They need one more player. And the coach at that time, as the story goes, he turns to the stands and he goes, is there any one of my brave and faithful Aggies that will come down here and put, and put on the pads for the fight in Texas Aggies? And E. King Gill, I think he was a student at that time, I think, whatever, came down from the stands. He said, it's me. I'll do it. So he stands on the sidelines, okay, in that game. Number one, he never played in that game. Never. So, he never played in that game. So are you that, telling me that the 12th man is a lie? Not telling you it's a lie. Not telling you it's a lie. But it's a huge metaphor. It's a huge metaphor. The thing about AM is that they are constantly on the sidelines watching everybody else achieve greatness. <laughs> My God. All right, listen. I told you to bring the heat. Matt, look, look, we got 794 people total in here. Pooh, help me find this comment. I... I LMAO, this is too funny. Somebody said that this is the, Audie said that this is the best show that we've done, Matt. <laughs> oh, like you God. guys don't understand. Like I, I worked and lived in College Station for two and a half years. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I, like Aggie stories are just hysterical to me. They're hysterical because they don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. Like they have, they, they, they're like. <sighs> 
They worship E. King Gill. There's a statue of him on the campus. He's the 12th man. He never played in the game that he became the 12th man. How does that make any sense? I don't know, but you just sounded like Harm Edwards. We play to win the game. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. All right, Matt, we're at, we're out of time. This is probably the best thing that I've ever that we've ever done. It, it, Pooh Bear says our producer says at least Rudy got a stat. That's true. So true. It's so true. It's so true. All right. Oh, buddy! Happy Thanksgiving. Are you so you're gonna still be in town, or are you going back home? And uh, well, I'll be I'll be here, uh, but I'm getting up bright and early Friday morning and driving to College Station, baby. I picture like you know in uh, the Dark Knight movie where the Joker at the end he's in the police car and he's just got his head out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like falling. I picture I picture that's gonna be me entering College <laughs> Friday. You need to film all of it. Film all of it, and then we'll post it. Matt, okay, buddy. Okay. Matt Trent, please, God, do it. I'll post it. I'll blast it all over social media. All right. Be safe. Have a good Thanksgiving. All right. That's Matt Trent. Look, Pat Leonard is exceptional at his job. He's got a lot to live up to when Matt Trent just then. <laughs> Oh God, I love Texas. I I love the hate Texas A&M week. You know of LSU A&M, that was the best. That was the best. All right, a guy that does know Brian Kelly a little bit, Pat Leonard. I learned today from our good friend Eric Weinberger that he thinks that Brian Kelly's the best coach of all time. Just joking, just joking. All right, but let's get to him next. He's going to tell us a little bit, too. A lot of you have asked me, send an email, send in text about this OBJ stuff. Where's our man going? Let's talk some ball with him. Let's talk some Notre Dame, too. Let's talk some NFL. We chat with him next, but let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco. TheGramco.com, guys. Our final break. We'll be back in 45 seconds with Pat Leonard. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com. AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. All right, we are joined here by our good friend, Pat Leonard. You can follow him on Twitter at PLeonardNYDN. NFL columnist, Giants beat writer, and he's our good friend over at the Believe Network. Pat, what's going on, man? Blake, how are you going to make me go after Matt, man? How are <laughs> you going to put me right behind that? <laughs> I didn't know it was going to happen like that. I, I, I should have known that he was going to rip them alive, but I did not see that one coming. Pat, I got to be yeah. honest. I didn't see that one coming. What? 
Nevertheless, this is going to be fantastic. All right, I do want to get to it, but I want to get to the OBJ stuff. I've been, you know, monitoring this. I mean, obviously, he's an LSU guy. We've all been yeah. seeing it and stuff like that. But I got to ask you this. As a Notre Dame dude yourself, you surprised yeah. a little bit about Brian Kelly year one at LSU? No, I'm, I'm not surprised he's succeeding. I think everybody at Notre Dame thought he was a good coach. It was always just with him at ND. It was more about was he there for that job or was he there to continue climbing? And, you know, listen, I think everyone at Notre Dame is grateful for what he helped build there, but obviously left on bad terms. But I don't think it's shocking that he's having success with obviously one of the programs that recruits as well year in and year out as any in the country, right? No, I, I wouldn't say anyone in Notre Dame and, or Indiana is rooting for him, but I wouldn't say they're surprised either. Yeah, and, and look, I, I think a lot of people, especially here in the beginning uh, in Baton Rouge, didn't know what to expect of Brian Kelly. You know, the only thing that we saw was he was red-faced on the sidelines at one of the most prestigious uh, college football teams in America, and then he comes here, it's like, oh, man, this might not go over too well. Some people thought that. They thought he wouldn't be a fit. <clears throat> the fit in, at LSU is winning. So I, I think he's been okay there. Um, yeah. Two big games this week. You think he could find a way to pull it out? Georgia's really good. But, I mean, you, you've known Brian Kelly for a while. Do you think that if there's anybody that could find a way, do you think he could? Yeah, he's a, he's a good, strong, in-game coach. The things you're talking about, that the, the more the questions are about, like you said, at Notre Dame he had a penchant sometimes of going off on the sidelines and right. kind of you'd ask a question of how much in control is this guy right now? And then obviously, right when he got to LSU, the whole family thing he did at the basketball <laughs> game, the in the inauthentic nature of sometimes of how things might come off. But like you said, those things are not football. And real football is what Brian Kelly knows and does. And really the best thing he's he is at, Blake, is creating and sustaining a competitive program. Not that LSU needs help competing, but when you talk about in the SEC where one down year is unacceptable for a program like the Tigers. I think what you get in Brian Kelly is a guy who understands that threshold and that expectation and could get it done down the stretch here, but also will make sure every year that there isn't a huge drop off. Do you think that he would ever entertain? Now I know he's getting older in his career, but do you think he'd ever entertain the NFL? Um, I know that he has um, uh, several times. And I wouldn't put that past him at all. Yeah, I, I think it would, you know, the stars would really have to align to leave an opportunity, a job and a program like LSU, because Kelly is smart enough that, and you know this too, like you look at the landscape, there are plenty of coaches out there who have tried the college to pro move or even assistants in the NFL who have been excited about a fast rise to an NFL head coaching job. But if you don't have the quarterback and you don't have strong ownership and you don't have cap space, you ain't getting it done. And so <laughs> I would tell you this. Kelly is smart. He he would have a plan and he would only leave if the quarterback and the organization were right there and ready, ready, set, go for him. Yeah. Matt Rule says hello. You know, it's probably from Nebraska, too, you know. All right. Yeah, exactly. I do got to know this because me and, you know, Eric Weinbacher, our good friend over at the Believe Network, he, you know, we talk about this kind of stuff because, you know, obviously a lot of the LSU guys come around. We see them. We'll have them on, whatever. I got to know what you're hearing around this OBJ thing. Now, I saw a tweet from you, I think it was today, and you said, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, 
I'm hosting OBJ as like, I, I forget how you worded it, but like the lead dude, the lead guest, the lead fan, whatever, however you worded it, on Thanksgiving or this weekend, I thought that it was interesting you say that. What's going on with this former LSU wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, well, he's he's scheduled to visit the Cowboys on Monday. And, you know, I've, I've known Odell for a long time. I covered him here in New York, and I know a lot of people around him. And I, you and I, and I think everyone has to agree right now that the way he has built up this free agent sweepstakes, only he is capable of creating this kind of leverage. And listen, you could say he's been injured a lot. You could say he hasn't played a lot of football, but the guy scored seven touchdowns in 12 games for the Rams last year, and they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without him. That's right. But the way that he has this ramping up towards Thanksgiving and into this weekend, the marketing behind it, first of all, is genius. But secondly, we know Jerry Jones loves spectacle. We know Odell Beckham Jr. loves spectacle. And I just wouldn't put it past him. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But would it shock you if Odell was sitting up there in the box at AT&T Stadium, you know, down the hall from me and sitting, you know, maybe not right next to Jerry Jones, but guest of honor. And I was joking, you know, the NFL should just have him do the ceremonial coin toss. But I wouldn't put that. Would you put that past Jerry Jones? No. And Odell Beckham Jr. for of doing. Would you put that past? No, him, right? Pat, because if you remember, what was it a couple of seasons ago? When Jerry Jones kneeled with the players and he got ESPN to put the camera right in his face, nothing surprises me with Jerry Jones at this point. That's right. And think about this, too. He First of all, he's scheduled to visit the Giants supposedly after the Cowboys as well. That would be a second visit. But if you were Jerry and you're really trying to get this done, not only would that create a spectacle and have all eyes on you, you'd be rubbing it in the Giants' faces. They'd be standing on the other sideline looking at Odell on the big screen, looking at him at midfield. You know, I actually think it would be uh, fascinating. I mean, this this game could honestly set like an NFL record for a regular season game for viewers already. Imagine if OBJ is in the mix. Frankly, whether he's there or not, though, Blake, this is the Odell Bowl. Um, I it, it does seem to be trending closer to the Cowboys or one of these other suitors rather than the Giants. Um, I Frankly, I've talked to some people. i talked to the Giants. Uh, you know, players in the locker room today. And I actually talked to Sterling Shepard, who is one of Odell's best friends, talks to him every day. And Shepard just looked me in the eye today and he admitted, he said, it wouldn't hurt if we won this game to try to attract Odell here. Because if you lose this coming off a loss to the Lions and the Cowboys blast the Vikings and blast the Giants, are you signing with the Giants or are you signing with Dallas? Yeah, and, and here's another thing too. that, And listen, I mean, because look, Odell, even though he can't come around for another year because of the stuff of the national title game at LSU, throwing out cash and stuff like that, I mean, his parents, his family is still at every LSU game. Mm -hmm. I, my, my question would be to you, how much do you think family comes into a little bit of a factor here and Dallas being a lot closer than New York? Or is Odell just going to be Odell and it doesn't really matter? He's going to do what's, what's up for him? Because I know that that's been a little bit of a concern with him, uh, being wanting to be a little closer to family. At least that's what you know he said around here. No, you're right. No, that is a factor. I don't think, I don't think necessarily that staying closer to L.A. would, would be the, the determining factor. But you're correct that now that he has a family – 
the idea of putting down roots somewhere that, and it, not just anywhere, but somewhere where he can continue to grow his brand. And, you know, you have to remember, and not you, but just people in general, he came on the scene so hot, so heavy, so fast in New York that going to Cleveland was basically like being banished to Siberia. <laughs> and then even in, even in Los Angeles, I mean, it sounds crazy because LA is LA. Right. But even LA is not the same compared to New, New York. And why is Dallas kind of the same? Living down there, obviously for him, maybe it's not New York, but the Cowboys brand, right? Um, I look at, I will say this, it could affect whether he signs, let's say, a multi-year deal with a team that's not in one of these markets, right? Like, like, do I think Odell would sign a two-year deal with the Chiefs and buy a house in Kansas City? No, I do not. Do I think Odell would sign a two-year deal with the Buffalo Bills and buy a house in Buffalo? I do not. The San Francisco 49ers, that's one I think is an interesting one. They've been, they've pursued him for a while. You know, going back to when the Rams were first chasing him several years ago, uh, John Lynch and the Niners were one of the teams hot on his trail. There was a time we were in uh, San Fran or Santa Clara for a Niners Giants game and Odell and John Lynch literally like spoke in the hallway um, and stopped and talked to each other. And, uh, you know, that there was an ongoing recruitment going on there. And I frankly think, and I would imagine you agree that the Niners are starting to look like one of the Super Bowl favorites as well. And so no doubt, I would say Dallas, New York, San Fran, when you're talking about the factor you just mentioned, family, consistency, and somewhere he can kind of take hold. All right, I'm just going to wrap up a lot of these uh, uh, fan questions into one. Cincinnati probably has no shot here. I mean, because of the Burrow-Chase connection at all. I mean, because – Look, this is an LSU thing. I don't think he's going there at all. But just so that you say and they're not listening to me say it. That's interesting. Um, I have not heard that. I will say this. Financially, Odell wants, wants to get paid, and he's trying to leverage this into the best contract as well. The feeling I'm getting is that the contract isn't there that he wants. And frankly, a lot of people think if the contract was there that he would have already signed somewhere. So a team like the Bengals, who are attractive, there's the LSU connection. If they forked over money that another team wasn't willing to do, plus they have a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, I would I would say that's not impossible, though I have not heard that at this point. All right, a couple more questions for you. Pat Leonard is joining us. We'll let you know where you can catch all of his stuff. Pat, I, I'm going to put you in a really tough situation, but I got it's a debate here. What catch was better? Odell, <laughs> one-handed, Justin Jefferson one-handed. If you had, I I will lean to jet, Jets because I just think that getting it from a defender. But my God, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. Who would you Who would you pick? I pick Odell because he didn't have anyone else's help. Assistance, and not that, right? Yeah, and that's not to knock on Jefferson. And I I actually thought uh, that's a great question. I thought about like tweeting this that the other day, and I was like, you know. Dumping on one of those catches publicly just doesn't even feel right. But, <laughs> right. I, you know, the, 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 the down and distance and situation of the game that Jefferson, Jefferson caught his in as well, I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to put that second. But I think Odell doing it and, – and honestly, let's just face it. Everyone started trying to perfect that once they saw him do it. 
I mean, before he did that, we didn't even know that was possible. I'll never forget. I was on the sidelines. I forget the game. I'm pretty sure it was Orgeron. Uh, but I forget the game LSU was playing, and the receivers were in the back of the end zone, you know, trying to do it. And Orgeron in that raspy voice says, what the shit are y'all doing? You ain't Odell. You'll never be Odell. Stop doing it like Odell. By the way, a guy by the name of Jamar Chase was a freshman on that team, you know? And so I'm pretty sure he could do it. <laughs> you know, so I just was like, you know, Ed, you might want to relax there. Really interesting. I do got to ask you this. I'm a big Yankees fan. I don't know if you're a Mets Yankees fan. I don't know. We don't have yeah. a major league team here in Louisiana. You know, Yankees are always going to be one Braves, Astros. Mine has been New York. Let me ask you a specific New York question, though. Jets yeah. are doing pretty well. Giants are doing pretty well. Mets have been pretty decent. Yankees have been decent. Is it pretty alive up there in New York now? Because, I mean, look, for a long time, it seems like, look, there has been some success, but a lot of teams in New York are having, having success now. Is there a different kind of sports buzz in the in the Big Apple? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I would say it could change and go downhill fast if Aaron Judge doesn't come home from San Francisco. I will cry. Yeah. Um, you know, we're following that very closely. Very closely. Here. Correct. You know, you, Blake, what's amazing about New York and New York sports is, you know, even if it's like 1159 at night and you think the day's over and nothing happened, it always seems like something does. Mm. And when teams are down, it just beats you over the head with bad news, injuries or irrelevance. And with the Giants and the Jets being so relevant and playoff potential for both, and now, you know, first of all, the excitement's up. The Giants have been irrelevant around Thanksgiving for several years running now. The Jets, you know, tomorrow, Robert Sala might announce that Mike White's going to be the starting quarterback, so everything will blow up around here. And then Judge will eventually make his free agency choice, and that'll the ball will go, ro go rolling there again. The Giants are playing on Thanksgiving Day. So, yeah, it's buzzing here in New York. These poor Nick fans up here. I mean, I don't know why they keep going back to the garden. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that, I will say this, though. The funny thing about New York sports is the Knicks, you know, they stink. They're never good. When they are good, Blake, they go from like the fifth team on the depth chart here to one. That's and I mean, insane, and I mean one. Pat. That's insane. Yeah. I, I can't fathom that being where I'm from. You know, like the, I just remember Lynn Sanity. I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, Bro, he went 10 of 28. Like, the dude's not that great, bro. Like, why are they blowing this out of proportion? And Lynn Sanity, I remember going to, like, college the next day, and everybody's got a Lynn Sanity jersey. I'm like, what's going on here, you know? Anyway. A phenomenon, man, a phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. With the five boroughs, uh, you know, the New York lights up when basketball gets great. But, you know, relevant <laughs> football in November and December. Everyone here is just grateful for that. All right, I lied. Last one. Brian Dayball, when he got hired in New York, I've known Dayball since, I think, 2016 during the uh, Manny Passing Academy. We would do a lot of offensive – or I would do a lot of offensive line stuff. Brian Dayball oh. has been <clears throat> absolutely fantastic. Probably one of the best play callers, if not the best play caller in the NFL. In my personal opinion, I could be wrong there. What's it been like covering him, my, my, my dude, BD? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh... – well, you're right. I mean, he's up for coach of the year, no right. question. I will see how it finishes. But their offensive acumen with him and then Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, has just been the 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 main piece, as you just referenced, that has been different. You know, Joe Judge was actually really good at a lot of the CEO type things. What the Giants haven't had for a long time now is an offensive mind 
that could take whatever they have on the roster, no matter what it looked like, and turn it into something respectable. And that's what Dable has been able to do with his roster right now. I mean, you see it. He hated running the ball in Buffalo. He never ran the ball. And now he has Saquon and what the Giants do and don't have. He's turned into a run-heavy head coach, right? He's doing what he needs to with what he has. And the Giants, really, they come out slow a lot. A lot of times why they win is because they go in at halftime and their in-game and halftime adjustments are what often lead them to their fourth quarter push and their victories. And that starts with Dable. He went for two in Tennessee in week one. Barkley gets it when they could have just kicked the extra point. That moment was so big for Dable specifically in this team because he was saying, I'll be aggressive. He lived what he was talking about. And then the players kind of rallied around him. So we'll see how it finishes, but he has them on his side. Uh, because he's practicing what he preaches. I see Saban in Dayball's mind yell, still yelling at him, run the ball on third and one. But <clears throat> nevertheless, I, I, I digress. Pat, you've been <laughs> fantastic. Thank you for your insight on this OBJ stuff and the Brian Kelly and everything that you did. Tell all of our listeners where they can catch all your all your content. Yeah, appreciate it, Blake. Yeah, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I'm at PL on NFL. Twitter, P Leonard, NYDN. The New York Daily News website, of course, for all my Giants and NFL coverage. And you know, on the Believe Network, Talking Ball with Pat Leonard, weekly podcast with a lot of special guests from around the NFL. Thank you so much, Pat. We'll bring you on again soon, man. Thank you. Thanks, Blake. Look forward to it. All right, that's Pat Leonard. George, hey, look, man. He said, why did you put me after Matt? That dude brought it just as good. Guys, we're getting close to 600 episodes. We're bringing the heat. Pooh Bear, that was a good fucking episode. <laughs> Both the guests brought it, man. Both the guests brought it. All right. Let's do this. Let's just go ahead and close it out, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we wish you, all of you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you back here Friday. We are off Wednesday, Thursday, uh, but we'll be back Friday. Uh, until then, knuckleheads, Girl Scouts, we'll see you soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.